Welcome to the 4A Music Podcast. I'm Charlie. I'm Alexandria. I'm Amy. On this week's pod, Rain Wilson on Embracing Failure, No Name's brief but spectacular take on building community, new music, and more. Cool. So we're going to start the podcast this week with a little bit of um, a little bit of business news from from Foreign Music. We're super excited that um, we are we have a partner and we're starting to make T-shirts and hoodies and crew sweatshirts and tank tops and all sorts of weird stuff. Um, so uh, go to uh, cottonbureau.com or check out foreignmusic.com um, for more information on that. Uh, they handle all the stuff. So like we don't, uh, you don't have to deal with me like going to the post office, like sending you some sort of like spooky mail <laughs> all through them. But there's like cool stuff with our, with the 4A logo on it and all that. We hope to make like more designs and all that kind of stuff in the future. But this is like, this is a really exciting start for all of that. We also have some cool things coming down the pipe that's kind of in the same zone. The first thing is like stickers. So um, we're getting stickers, stickers together and all that kind of stuff uh, because you can't, if you didn't make a sticker, did it really happen? And um, and then the last thing is that we're, um, we're kind of working on starting this uh, songwriting club. Um, and it's still kind of in infant phases where we're like kind of trying some things out, but if anybody would be interested in doing like a foray music songwriting club, please let us know in the comments or send us an email or whatever that kind of thing. If that's something you might be interested in, in participating in uh, moving forward, um, because I think it's a cool way for us to maybe, um, you know, continue to work on building community and all that kind of stuff, and also encourage everybody to, you know, to be creative and like do their thing and make stuff and. Um, and have like a fun little, a fun little hang doing that. So, so that's kind of, um, those are some cool things that I've been really stoked about this last week or so. Stoked. Um, stoked, hashtag stoked. Uh, <laughs> Alex, how about you? You just moved to New York. So what's it like to New Yorker? Oh my goodness. The big apple. Wow. I don't know why they call <laughs> it an app, the big apple, but, uh, it, it's great. This, this, makes sense when i was in boston every nothing was on a grid because everything was laid out by a cow or a horse the roads were laid out by a horse here there's a grid and the numbers make sense i was like ah! but also like you get here and like the moment i got here i was like seeing people on the sidewalk like having a miniature barbecue with music and i was like okay this is the vibes i'm here for this uh, so I'm really excited for Amy to come and move fully in and live together and have so much fun in New York, like just enjoy the music and the culture and Can't wait. the stinky air. Stinky. <laughs> yeah, especially in August, right? It's like, the, yeah. it's not also, great. Street sweeping? Trash. Yeah. Oh, I know. They actually sweep with an actual broom. It's like just some <laughs> random man. Sweeping. Wait, I have not seen that. He just has this dustpan oh, in a broom and he's literally sweeping. That's good. I think that's going to be good. It's fun. Good job. 
Uh, Amy, how about you? What's up with you? Hey. Um, <laughs> well, my sister's also in New York, so I'm going to be, this might be repetitive, but I'm going to be living with Alex. And then my sister just started at Parsons School of Design. Yeah. Very cool for her. Um, and she, her first day of classes was yesterday. So she's already got a ton of like stories, you know, like the first orientation week, first day, I feel like everything happens so fast. Um, but she keeps saying things that remind me of like things I process through music school. So it's kind of like a big can of worms that we can get into another time, but I'm just kind of like hearing all of these parallels between my experience having just graduated from a pretty intense program at a music school and then things she's saying. Just one really quick thing I'll say is like she was talking about how like doing her craft, but then with like deadlines and parameters and all these things. And I was like, oh, my God. Yikes. Like, I don't know. She's just starting. So I'm like, I want to protect the artist in her, but she'll figure it out. She's awesome. Anyway. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to hear more about that. I'm sure there's all these parallels, too, in things that even are. Uh, less artistic or something, you know, like in the sciences or something where it's like, oh, yeah, oh, I want I had this grand idea of like this thing I want to study and like make this big change. But yet I'm in this one corner of the spreadsheet, just like Ugh. changing the number slightly or something every every couple months. I know. But that's that's very cool. So good luck to good luck to your sister. <laughs> good luck if you're school, listening. She better be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a big shout out. <laughs> Yeah, okay, she, cool. she was like, New York's overwhelming, but I think I get it a little. And then I was like, we're just getting Whoa. started. <laughs> yeah, first week down. I'm, I'm official. Yeah. I, I know New York. I think we figured it out. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's hop into this week's newsletter. So the first A brings us wisdom from Rain Wilson uh, on embracing failure. He says specifically about your 20s. Your 20s are a waste of time. Like, don't even worry about it. Don't try and get it figured out. Um, if you haven't seen the video of him like saying it, I would just like watch that three times. It's so it just makes me take a breath. Like he doesn't even tell me to take a breath or ask what I think like he's just kind of saying what he thinks but man it's just like I don't know it makes me kind of take a step back because um he says pretty simply like your 20s are for trying 12 things and failing at nine of them and he just says it in this way that's like oh that's just something everybody does he's like you wake up and you eat breakfast like a lot of people don't have questions about that so it's like it's the same thing it's like Failure is just a part of growing and like finding and seeking and living. <laughs> anyway, I just love it. Um, and then I guess my musician brain kind of like brought it into the songwriting aspect of things or the performing or the practicing, like any of these things that we do as practices, like we talked about. Um, I think it completely applies because it reminds me to take the judgment away and like it's just a it's just a fact if i do something that i that i label as a failure it doesn't have to be like 
edged in all of this like embarrassment and sadness and shame. <laughs> oh no. I don't know. I feel like I feel like maybe we even need a different word because it has so much baggage, but I sort of feel like I like the idea that failure can just be when it didn't really work the way you thought it was going to. I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's like such a valid point. Like whenever I'm in some sessions, they're like, oh, when have you like, like actually truly failed? Like how we're not encouraged to fail. We're not encouraged to like go on the edge and attempt to fail. But that's like how we learn. It's like if mm -hmm. we failed it, we're like, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that. You know, it's like, it's like a kid, like kids, when you're a kid, you're you're kind of encouraged to do something, kind of. Hopefully, yeah. Um, but like mostly our parents are like trying to help like don't make that mistake. But we need to put our hand on the hot stove to know, oh, maybe we shouldn't put our hand on the hot stove. You know, yeah. that, that one like little failure of putting our hand on the hot stove like saved us so many burns. So why not like keep on doing that, keep on like jumping into the boiling hot water and realize, oh, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that so yeah and then you know what things are and what they aren't yeah and exactly a lot of this like a lot of the thing that he's talking about here i think is like expectations and oh yeah and how that's changed you know part of this idea of like for me when i hear something like this like oh you know don't be stressed out in your 20s like um it's so interesting how like we've like humans are living longer like our like we are we we like are productive longer and all this kind of stuff is true but yet it feels like this like stress to be an adult and to be like good at everything already or like to know who you are or what you're going to do like it feels like that just keeps keeps getting like creeping younger you know where yeah. it's like i mean for me i really did feel like oh in my 20s or in my like even my late 20s it's kind of like Oh, you're doing anything? That's kind of that's kind of impressive. Like, nice. That's a nice job. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you can make yourself a sandwich and stuff. It's like, wow, that's <laughs> that's really great. You know, I I'm you know who are you know whatever that thing is. And then, um, but now it's kind of like you know, kids are thirteen or fourteen or fifteen, and they're like, well, what do you? where are you going to go to college? Like, what do you want to yeah. do? What do you want? What's your major going to be? Like, do you think you're going to go to grad school? You know, like people are sophomore Ugh. college and it's like, well, are you going to go to grad school? Cause it's like, what's next. You better yeah. you kind of, you should think about that. If you want to do it, you better, better do the pre SAT and ACT, <laughs> like when you're 12 or something, you know? So it's like, no, this, I hate that. Oh, yeah, I don't remember kind of, that. Yeah. All that kind of keeps creeping younger while at the same time, like the, economy and the, how the like the world of being adult is is like like oh you're gonna have like five to seven careers in your life and so it's like why is there such a hurry to to make these choices and why is it so why am i so freaked out about my getting all this stuff together in my 20s and being successful when it's like by the time i'm in my 30s i'm gonna probably be in a different career you know or some version yeah. of that kind of thing anyways so um it's kind of wild. Yeah. There's like a book on this um, like called The Defining Decade, which they kind of differ in what Rain Wilson is saying. Like, I forgot her name. Oh, my gosh. But she's a doctor, psychologist. Man, I wish I remembered her name. But 
she talks about how in your 20s like this is the decade well it's in this in this in the same vein of like oh you should fail but you should constantly be trying to do something that you love Mm. no matter what like because it seems like she sees a lot of 20 year olds getting stuck in these like jobs that are monotonous or like they're not something that they really enjoy doing or like they're an assistant like at a leasing office or something which doesn't align with their passions and values and she's like you might as well instead of like collecting that check being you know assistant in a leasing office maybe go and do that you know internship that's going to pay you less Mm -hmm. and you know making documentaries or something like that so like and, and accepting that oh if i'm if i do that and i fail at it that's fine but at least i tried and like you built some type of intellectual currency or some type of cultural currency within yourself like oh i worked in this space i worked in another space all that type of stuff so that was an interesting read as well someone said that to me recently like it's good if if you feel passionate about something really like grab that one yeah yeah and i think it's like it's it um I think it's still, I think like in your twenties is still like hustle, but like, but yeah, like maybe don't, maybe the safer route is, you know, you kind of save that for later. There's just less to lose or something. It seems like, I don't know. Yeah. Even though it doesn't feel like that though, it feels like there's a lot to lose. (laughs) A ton. Well, also after graduating or maybe whatever you're doing, it's probably similar for most, I don't know. I actually have no idea. I don't know why I said that, but for people in my life, maybe I'll just say that. I feel like there's a lot that I didn't know about that is involved with like being an adult. Like I thought I knew what it was. So I was always like growing up, woohoo, growing up, growing up. And now I'm kind of like pump the brakes. Like <laughs> maybe I didn't actually know all these things that happen. And so maybe it's that too, is just giving yourself a little bit of space with like, hey, it's okay. You don't have to be like a fully functioning like I am a, I don't know, adult robot. Hello. <laughs> no? Not that adults have to be like that either, though. <laughs> okay. Am I an adult? I totally called that. <laughs> <laughs> what is the definition of adults? <laughs> this, whatever this is. Whatever. <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah. No, to that, though, Amy, I, I agree. It's like, I remember... Like, I think probably since I was like eight or something until probably I was like 22 or something, I was like, so I was just like hitting the gas. Like, I want to be older. Like every year. I was yeah. Just, I want the next thing. I want to be older. I can't wait till I'm older. And then you, then it's like kind of mid 20s and you're like, oh, wait, like I'm so cool and fun as a 20 year old. Like that's maybe not going to be so much of the same vibe later. Yes. <laughs> like we need to kind of pump the brake oh, now. God. And it's like, I think for the rest of the time, you're just kind of like, hold like, you know, you hit, you're hitting the gas for like a few years and then you're just like slamming on the brakes. Like, yeah, I'm, that's me. I'm telling you. I don't you. want to pay health and I don't want to pay for health insurance. It's just things I exactly. never even thought of. No, I feel that. So fail, fail now. Um, I mean, this this transitions into our next point this week. Um, uh, this I love these. There's these like really cool. If there's any like teachers out there or, or if there's any learners out there, which I think is includes everybody, there's some uh there's uh, this Harvard part of the Harvard, Harvard Business Review. There's a part of that that it uh, specifically is focused on education, and some of their stuff is like super super businessy. But um, they have a lot of great uh, sort of like tips and quick ideas for teachers. And 
Uh, one of the things that kind of that kind of caught my eye in, in actually in starting with the Rain Wilson interview um, was this idea of a flex plan. So this is like a it's just like a mnemonic device to think about this way of kind of bouncing back for for failure from failure. So um, so flex stands for uh, failure happens, lean in, elect a positive response, and then X-ray, which means being transparent. And um, and I think this is like I think this is so interesting because I think kind of maybe the natural like the natural response that I have about failure, even though I too like am trying to embrace it and like be okay with it more and more and with my students like kind of like give them a safe space to to fail and like to try different things without consequence but the I feel like I basically do the opposite of these things especially in in times when I'm like it really matters to me that I'm not that I'm succeeding or that I'm not failing so like normally mm -hmm. I would say like instead of failure happens I would normally be like this can't happen and then <laughs> lean in I would be like run away from that <laughs> And like elect a positive response would be just kind of like like go to like doom like doom scroll that or just like kind of like completely freak out about it and then x-ray would be like try to never think try to pretend it didn't happen and like never think about it again oh my yeah. god yes and so I, I maybe part of the response of that is like all of that all of those bad vibes of just not the actual failure but like my actual response to the failure maybe that's what scares me more about the failure than actual thing or something it's just like oh, i'm about to go like i'm about to get like really weird here <laughs> like if this doesn't go well <laughs> my brain's gonna start saying some weird stuff um so uh one of the things they talk about in this article and you can read this at 4amusic.substack.com but uh one of the things is a, a, one of the things that the author um uh, trish berg says is that a fun way to remember this is through a term shivit so one executive i know stated that she only hired people who could shivit well shivit means oh shoot i better pivot we all need to practice shivoting in our daily work and lives uh, we'll then be able to grow stronger from these failures and be better prepared for bigger ones i think that's like another thing too is like the if you can get good at like the little failures like when you're practicing and all that kind of stuff like oh yeah. I blew that or I'm not playing, I did not play, I was not playing in very good time for those last like eight bars or something. Like that's mm -hmm. a very little, that's a very small failure. <laughs> so it's like, if you can deal with that well, you can deal with um, some other things. But I, I'm, there's also about flex. Sorry. Oh my gosh. I jumped a little too soon. I was like, go for it. I have a thought. I was just going to say, I guess it depends on the type of failure, but maybe like sometimes taking the emotion out of it as much as possible or just sort of taking it as a fact rather than like i am terrible and horrible in every way maybe that's yeah. just me but you know what i'm saying no, i like, feel that it should just be it should feel natural like fa failure should just be like oh yeah this is natural this happens and you know it's a perfect life I, I guess that's kind of like what shivoting is is uh saying it's like whoops okay <laughs> new path <laughs> well that happened my friend likes to say it's not that deep sometimes it is so i'm not yeah. trying to say like but just when it's not that deep that's sometimes i say that to myself it's not that deep yeah. i think it's like like going back into the music thing i think there's not a lot of room for failure in the education 
system like there especially like grading systems and all that it's like oh we're conditioned to say that oh we can't get an f oh we can't get an f but in reality maybe yeah getting an f you know blah, you know blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but it shouldn't mean that oh this is like the end all be all for you this is just like oh maybe you should just go back we'll like talk about it more and then like clarify you know it, should, it shouldn't feel like, oh my gosh, I just felt like I'm not going to, you know, pass this class and I'm going to have to be held back and I'm going to have to, you know, all this stuff when, you know, I, I don't know if failures really, because in everyday life, I feel like when we fail, like going back to what I said, like falling off a bike, you get right back on because you really mm. want to ride that bike. But in school, it's like there's no room to fall off that bike. So maybe as educators, we task ourselves or whoever with like allowing that to be a part of it and making it feel natural so that we keep on wanting to try again and shiv it. Shiv it. I also feel like having expectations, but like maybe taking away this idea that it's like the highest stakes of ever in the life yeah. that there ever was. <laughs> I think things are important, but I don't know, maybe just like contextualizing it a bit, but still being like, hey, we should do things. We should go to class, but also <laughs> your health is important. Attendance like, is yeah. overrated. <laughs> I mean, I like I had someone said this to me when I was I was like do, I was in my second year of my doctorate, and someone said like Charlie, why are you so stressed about this? Like grades, like grades don't matter for you. Like no one's gonna look at your <laughs> trans. Like you're not trying to get into another school or something. You wow, know, what I mean? like, yeah. Like your GPA is like not like you've gone. You've gone like above the GPA cloud or something. Like, <laughs> covering about it. And I was like, oh, I never thought about it that way. I can't. I, it's hard for me to think about it that way. <laughs> like, I was just yeah. like, I can't, I can't drop this. It's been working for a thousand years for me, so I need to keep uh, just going. But um, like what you're talking and you about. You want to do well. Uh, yeah, you want to do well. Yeah. I'm like, I want to figure it out. I, I think that I don't think I know that there are some probably extreme circumstances where maybe it's not the case, but I, I don't think that if someone is trying hard, if a student is trying hard and um, if they're showing up that I, I just don't think those students should fail. I think regardless of whatever their actual like output is, like, I don't, I don't think that's a fail. They shouldn't get an F I don't think, but like, yeah. I think that that's, that's kind of rough, but I, um, I do think like, so yeah, like building failure into the system. So like giving people multiple chances to do things. You know, I think that's something that like especially mm. music school doesn't do well. You know, Not it's like if you think about um, if you take a jazz arranging class, right? It all it all keys up to an arrangement you write that you usually turn in finals week and like barely maybe even get to hear real people play. But you turn it in and, you, and, it, and then it's done and you get your grade. And usually that grade you get is like sent to you via email or something. It's like in the dead of the night. And there's like yes. no conversation about like, oh, that sounded good or didn't sound good. And this is why, and this is what you could do to fix it, you know? And like you, you take a history class and you sit there, write papers all semester. And at the very end, you take a comprehensive exam. And it's like, if you blow it, you don't get to take it again, like in most classes, you know? But what, what I would say, the way to... Um, embrace this model of like failure is that you should be able to take it again. You know, like you should, yeah. you should be able to take it as many times as you want to take it because like 
to me, if a student's like, can I do that over again or blah, 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 I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I mean, I teach some very silly classes where like tests are not part of the thing. But if there is anything like that, I always let people do it again. In some classes, I even require students to take it as many times as they can until they can get an A. Because like, I think that's yes. really, I think that it's like, are we here to like judge this person or are we here to like try to uh, help them learn this thing? And it's that's like, what I was just that's, a pretty say. Easy, that's a pretty yes, easy Charlie. choice. It's so upsetting. It's like, obviously, learning is not the priority for so many people. And then I guess I can flip that so I'm not all like your and say like, it's probably really special when people have philosophies that actually center like real learning, like learning, yeah. not just what learning <laughs> has become. Oh, God. That's a whole can. That's like... <laughs> That's a big can. Well, yeah. and it, it like circles back to the things that I was writing about um, maybe a few months ago about mentorship and all of that kind of stuff, you know, like mm -hmm. it, it circles into all of that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, I think we could, I mean, even if we just, even if you just tried to reinvent music education and start by focusing on like, okay, I want there to be opportunities to fail and like fix mistakes without any penalty, like without any shade, you yeah. know, it's That's like, what... that feels so different. Like, Ugh, I hate that I always bring up Berkeley, but like, ugh, but they, like the professor Janilo has this thing called fear training where he like wants you to be in such a chaotic space, which it's actually kind of scary sometimes. Um, chaotic space where he like throws you in, he's like, okay, you're going to fail, but that's okay. Like, what are you going to do after that? Like, hmm. after you play the wrong note, what's the, 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 the thing that is the best thing you can think about is like, what are you going to play next? I forgot there's like some famous quote, quote about that or that my brain isn't recollecting, but it's, you know, encouraging students to fail and be like, okay, yeah, that's cool. I thought that was such an, a great way to do it. And like Wayne Shorter was totally about that, like not providing a set list and just be like, oh yeah, let's go on stage and play music. And like, what? <laughs> you mean, like we don't have to prepare beforehand. Like we don't have, you're not going to give me a lead sheet. Like you're not going to tell me what groove you want me to play? Like, you, you're not going to, you know, it's like, you know, let's just go make music. Hmm. And like failure is within that. And what you do next, what you do after that or what you do with that is what matters. Anyways, that's, I yeah. guess that's the be transparent part of flex. And like, yeah. Yeah. X-ray. Um, very cool. Well, I think we could probably talk more and more about this. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. It, no, this is great. I mean, I think they're the big first two bullet points of our newsletter. It'd be interesting to think more and more about too, like how we, um, like how we can practice this in our own, just kind of like daily life with like no one else is, is around or whatever too. I think yes. that's like what I'm going to be thinking a lot about the next, next couple of weeks or so. I um, tried to make pancakes and it didn't work. <laughs> I can like never make like, pancakes. I've made they pancakes were like, like way one too out of burned. 100 times like there are actual pancakes. Flipping them is so... Okay, I'm just saying. That's one They're thing. They're always that... burnt. Like the first one is like, okay, <gasps> cool, because like the stove isn't that hot yet. But then the minute it gets hot, you're like, burn. <laughs> yeah. No, I, every time I get, anytime I go somewhere to get breakfast, I just always get pancakes just because <laughs> people will be like, well, there's way better, fancier things here. I'm like, yeah, but this is like, this is like pancakes. the one thing I like that I can't make. Like I try to make it, and it's like always a disaster. So. I was actually thinking about this. Like, I want to just try to make pancakes for the sole purpose of making 
a good one not to eat like just try it a bunch of times i literally thought about that the other day so here at foray we encourage we're opening for, pink for fun yeah t-shirts stickers and then now a diner <laughs> <laughs> that only serves burnt pancakes only pancakes yes. it's like half of them are fine um <laughs> Okay, cool. Let's move on. Let's move on. There's plenty more to say about all that, but uh, pancakes. But let's move on. Um, so the uh, there's this really cool series that's part of PBS uh, called a brief but spec a brief but spectacular take, which is like very very hard to say, mm. and I haven't really said it very much out loud except for right now. So I'm uh, very embarrassed. But um, there was uh, a new one came out uh, maybe a week ago that I thought was so cool. So um, the rapper uh, No Name from Chicago uh, started a book club in 2019. And um, and uh, let me just read a little bit about this. So the book club started in 2019. It's dedicated to uplifting uh, people of color's voices. Um, in addition, they also are uh, um, sending every monthly book from the book club to incarcerated uh, folks that are uh, in the prison program. And they have a bunch of, um, they have like one like central place, I think in Chicago where the book club is housed, but then there's all these chapters like all over the country um, where they've been um, uh, most, most of the time uh, like coordinating with local bookstores um, to buy the books and do all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm a huge fan of No Name. I think she's just like awesome. Um, yes. she's, uh, this, I don't know. Have you guys heard the, um, the room 25, that album of hers? Yeah. That's like the, yes. that's like the one it's, it's like, Oh, it's so good. Um, I'm not, I like, I never remember like lyrics to like rap songs or whatever. I was like, blah, blah, blah. happy. Like I'll get like <laughs> one word out of like every, in every 10 seconds or something. Um, but like some of the no name stuff is like I know I know like big chunks of it word for word, which for me is like it's a very a very impressive like mind like mind exercise or something that I'm <laughs> that my brain is like oh no I know some of these I know some of these words so um, I just think she's so cool and and like the book club really came out of uh, the fact that she got some kind of like criticism and like pushback on Twitter. Um, uh, when she was she was kind of talking about capitalism and she was saying, you know, capitalism is an evil. It's fine. And then some people in the community kind of were like pushing back like, well, what about this? And what about this? What about this? And like instead of like getting defensive or blocking people or whatever, um, she started reading and she started like trying to learn and try to figure out what people were saying to her. And she's kind of like passing that vibe on now to like a bunch of people in the community. So I think it's, I think it's really cool that, you know, the main reason besides all that, that she's cool. And I think everyone should check it out. Um, I actually got one of the books that she, I just uh, ordered one of the books that she was talking about in the book club. It's called the nation on no map, black anarchism and anarchism and abolition. I can't talk, but, um, but no, that was not, that was not you. I'm really kind of trying to check it out. Anarchism. I haven't like said, I don't know if I've ever said that word out loud, <laughs> anarchism. but anarchism and abolition. So, um, so I don't know. I, I'm like, anything she says is cool or interesting. I, I'm like totally willing to check out, but I also think this is a part of a broader thing for musicians and artists. Um, this idea of like being philanthropists and like giving back to the community and having your music be something that's like, 
um, or having your platform, maybe not, maybe not necessarily music, but, but your platform, um, is a way of like giving back. So I, you know, there, mm-hmm. rec- there are record labels that are, you know, focused on the environment, environmentalism and, um, and, you know, people have, have like their cause and their thing that they're like spending their capital on and their time and investing in all different kinds of ways. And so I think this is like, I think no name is like a really great example uh, of, of doing this. And obviously it's a bigger yeah, scale because she's a bigger artist, but, um, yeah. yeah. What is it about Chicago? Like all the Chicago rappers tend to like, just be socially aware. Like, I mean, I mean, chance mm-hmm. common, I'm not, I'm blanking on Chicago rappers, but they always tend to be about like the community and building up the community and understanding the greater than thyself concept. I think you missed Kanye, but I don't know. I think no names like, (laughs) oh yeah, Kanye. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. She from Chicago. Alexandria. (laughs) No, I was actually trying to rack my brain too. But he also has his things. Yeah, he has his things too, right? He has like the church <laughs> thing and everything. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, the mm-hmm. Sunday service choir and yeah, greater than thyself. It's, it's, yeah, I don't know. No name is. I think she changed the trajectory for a lot of artists. Like she she decided to st- to stop performing because she didn't have her targeted audience in right the audience. She's like, why? Oh my god. She's like constantly thinking about the greater scheme of things. Like if I'm going to be performing this music, I wanted to be performing and I want people to, who I like wrote this for to be in the audience and to have access to whatever it is that she's doing. I don't know. I've always loved that about her and this program is great. Yeah. That's gotta be like such a hard decision to make, you know, where it's like, especially cause like, you know, she's like on this like upward trajectory and all that kind of stuff. And you, you probably like look at all the money on the table or whatever that kind of thing is that that's like a really, you know, that must've been like a really, maybe not, maybe it wasn't a hard choice, but like, you know, that's probably a lot of people in her ear telling her that what she was doing was like crazy. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. I'm also probably no not her targeted audience, but I still, love her. <laughs> I, will, I, I don't really go to too many shows anyway. So I, that's, I'm not, I'm not that problematic in that way. Accessibility Maybe in other is ways, huge though. That's like, I think something that's selfless to think about. Yeah. Definitely. She's, she's always been, and she's one of like the few like Chicago women artists that's, that's really made an impact on that community, not not only the Chicago community, but like those outside. Cause you don't really see, I guess like conscious rap, I don't even know what they call it nowadays, but you know, the, the school of most deaf common and no name now. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see very, a lot of women coming out of that, that school of rap. And I think she's definitely like staying within her morals of what she raps about. Anyways, mm. I digress. You don't need to, but that, yeah, that was, yeah. So very cool. So check out the, <laughs> check out the No Name Book Club. Um, it's very, it's very cool. Even just as like a, a suggested reading list, even if you don't want to like join a book club, but you want to uh, check out some cool 
um, some cool books to read. Uh, so let's move on to new music this week. So this was uh, admittedly a little bit of a slow week. I think like we're I think the transition from like summer to fall is maybe a, a little bit. I think we might be in between quarters, like for for business <laughs> quarters. So like, so I think there is just like a little bit slow. But I mean, there there have been some bangers this week. So there's a lot of catching up probably that I know I have to do with some of the new music from the last couple of weeks um, just to check out. But but there were a couple of cool things. Um, uh, there's new music from, uh, rapper producers, rock Marciano and the alchemist. So they have this new album, um, the elephant man's bones and, uh, uh, pitchfork called this toned down, but no less penitent, nostalgic, but ready to stake a claim to a new future, uh, saying that the much anticipated album is one of the most indulgently sinister rap albums of the year. Um, I was checking this out a little bit. At, sinister. Yeah, yeah indulgently <laughs> sinister. Just in time for Halloween. Um, <laughs> but um, no, but I, I thought I thought um, it's, it sounds really cool. But what's really what's also kind of interesting about this too is like they named it the Elephant Man's Bones, and apparently. There's this rumor that's like been going around forever that Michael Jackson was actually trying to buy the Elephant Man's bones. I think they're like I don't know if they're in a hospital or a museum or something in in England. I think, but um, but he but uh, I guess Michael Jackson saw the movie The Elephant Man and was like so touched by like that character and like that idea and the kind of like the outsider thing and and how. Um, he was treated like the Elephant Man was treated by society. It's a real person and a real story, but the um, the treated by society, but yet was like so kind-hearted and like was you know um, believed in peace and all that kind of stuff. And like Michael Jackson was apparently very um, very touched by this and tried to buy the Elephant Man's bones. Like he went to Europe and like to visit them, oh like stood in front of them, and like. Um, tried to buy that like was negotiating trying to buy them for like a million dollars or something like oh that. my um, gosh it's just kind of it's kind of interesting they actually talk about it a little bit in the in this pitchfork article or this pitchfork review of the album but um the i don't know exactly 100 percent what the like line is between all of this like but um there's some i there's some kind of something about this where it's like like calling something like someone's bones like art or like thinking of that as art um there's like something to all of that like the i don't know exactly what it is i can't i'm not necessarily i'm gonna t jump out on a limb here and speak for anybody but um <laughs> but that that kind of was kind of interesting with this album and then i'll i'll um the other thing that that uh was from here was uh i don't know i guess i I'm thinking it's like sun waves or something or sun waves. Sun, sun. sun waves. S Z U N waves. Um, <laughs> but this is for like the, the avant garde uh, people out there. Um, so this is a, it's a cool trio. Like they, it's like a producer, a drummer, and a saxophonist. And, um, and like basically this album is like them just kind of like editing together all of this like improvised recorded material mm -hmm. it kind of like gives me some like bitches brew vibes or something where it's like you know they're just in they're just they're recording for like three days and then they just like snip it together an hour like worth of album um but it's pretty cool it's pretty out there it's um a lot of 
big saxophone sounds and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but it's very cool. I, I just, I mean, like the approach to it is probably cooler. Uh, mm. Is like pretty cool on its own. Even if, um, even if you're like maybe not like super digging the music all the time, like the the process is like super interesting. I think. Um, but Luke Abbott, who's the producer from from the group um, Sun Waves, uh, said, <laughs> said uh, gave a quote too for um, for an article about them saying, uh, "I remember." I remember when I was really young watching people make music, I had no idea that things were written beforehand. I just thought people were always making up songs in the moment. I've always wanted to, I've always wanted music to be like that. Something that happens in the moment, just a way of expressing yourself. For me, sun waves is a way of trying to do that. I think that's like so oh. interesting to think about like when you're a little kid and like you see people play and you're like, how? I mean, I actually do that now still. Like, I'll go see people play sometimes, and I'm like, how are they doing that? Like, what is <laughs> happening 100% there? My brother used to ask what everyone plays. He'd be like, what does he play? What, is, what do they play? I love that, though. That's kind of what we were talking about before. Like, music just, I don't know. It reminds me of what Alex was saying. Like, making music without this kind of, like, premeditated uh, thing. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah 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 man yeah um, yeah oh my gosh okay we're all fired <laughs> my goodness i'm so sorry my phone keeps going off i okay i'm done i muted phone okay um cool well so that's um that's it for the the really the meat of the newsletter but um we also uh, tossed some i've been kind of keeping a list of like interesting tweets <laughs> like i just have like a little note on my phone and I, anytime i see something i'm like oh that'd be that's kind of interesting um instead of like retweeting it i just like put in this note so that i can like do a big dump of them at some point on the on the newsletter and here it is and here it is this week so um the first one <laughs> here it goes was I'm just gonna read through these tweets. I might pop them up on the screen for the for the YouTube for the YouTube friends. But the first one was uh, no one except Dolly Parton is above the law. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> I mean, I think Dolly Parton is like officially <laughs> officially like reached some stage where it's like everyone yeah. likes her. It doesn't matter who you are, like what the thing. Everyone's like, you know that Dolly Parton. <laughs> Good yeah, because of her writing too. <laughs> her writing, man. Yeah, that kind of switched the. There's game so many for me. documentaries about her now. She's cool. She's really, she's really cool. Yeah, the writing is is pretty gnarly, like you were saying. Yeah, yeah, just like pumping out hits too, like that. That's what I, I didn't realize. Yeah. I really it did not. Yeah. Yeah. Bring nine to five. There's so, there's a funny interview. Uh, there's a I think there's like a whole Dolly Parton podcast now that's just like yes. Hey, Dolly Parton is awesome. Dolly Parton's America. Yeah. Oh my god. And I don't great. know. If it's, I don't know if it's on that podcast or somewhere else. But she talks about writing that song. And she's like, yeah, I don't know. They just said they just said like, well, this is like the title of the movie or whatever. And I just sat down and I thought like, well, let me okay, I'm gonna think about that. And then I just wrote the song, and it was like, bam, yeah. you know, it was just like she like talks hit. about how she like rubbed her nails together as like a washboard sound and she's like and she's that's how she performed the song like to um 
to Jane Fonda. That's right, the Jane Fonda and, and that crew. She's like, oh, how about this? And she's like playing a washboard with her fingernails and like, this is the theme song, right? Cool. Wow. <laughs> this is a big hit, right? It's like, uh, for me, that person is Kenny Loggins. Like we just watched the new um, Top Gun or whatever. And he does like the highway to the danger zone. <laughs> and I, I love Kenny Loggins anyways. <laughs> I love Kenny Loggins just for like Kenny Loggins. Like I want to do like, I want to write like an academic paper about Kenny Loggins and how he's so great as a singer and a writer. But like, but he also is like in the eighties, he's like, he wrote the theme song to all like the bangers. It's like Caddyshack. Like he wrote the, like he wrote the theme song to that. It's just like, there's just, there's so many. It's so great. Anyways, I, I, uh, let's move on. We have a few more tweets. So, um, Ethan Iverson, there's this like tweet where there's like, I think they're at like a festival or something, but there's this like girl she's saying next to this boy and they're like, and she's like kind of screaming in her ear and like pointing off to the side and like, yeah. you know, this meme, right? Or, or this like photo. And then yeah. everyone is yeah. just like, does the capital thing. So Ethan Iverson did a, a one that's kind of about, uh, Don Poland, who's, um, uh, you know, who's a very underrated jazz musician. So that, that was kind of funny, but, um, but like, actually my favorite one of all of these is there's, um, a Herbie Hancock tweet that's, um, for Wayne Shorter, Wayne Shorter turned 89, I think like a week or two ago or something like that. He turned 89 and, and Herbie Hancock said like, happy birthday to my dearest friend, Wayne Shorter. And he put this picture on <laughs> this tweet. That's like Wayne Shorter sitting in this like carriage kind of like one person like, velvet carriage kind of thing like wearing all black and like very sinisterly kind of smiling and like looking off to the side or whatever and it just is like i'm like this is the most haunted picture of wayne Shorter, of like <laughs> i of, love all it time like in a carriage like, this is this is what i like, want to dress velvet up carriage. Like, yeah it's like a velvet carriage and like there's other people around i don't know what's ha i don't know if there's like an installation or something that he's like sitting it's like indoors it does look like that it looks like he is an exhibit at an art gallery <laughs> yeah, literally like, here's my here's my piece here's my, oh my work God. over here it makes this is one of those photos where you want to know like what happened right before yeah, you know like you want to be there yeah. What is this? It's like Herbie was just looking through his phone or something. And he's, he's like, like okay, I've got good. this picture. I took this. He like Google Wayne or something. He's like, oh, here's a picture of Wayne Shorter. <laughs> I, I like legitimately want to dress like this for Halloween this year. Yes. Like, Wayne Shorter's birthday. Like just like sit in a velvet chair like in all black. And be like, oh my gosh. I thought yeah. that was kind of funny. Um the, I'm sorry I'm not giving you guys a lot of time to respond, but... Um, no, I'm I'm looking at them as you... Yeah, we're just gonna, it's fine. I'm we're good. Just, we're just chugging through them. So the, the next one is Karen Carpenter playing, uh, just like destroying, like singing and playing the drum set and just like being awesome. I mean, like, it's very well known. I hope that like Karen Carpenter is like super legit drummer, percussionist, all that kind of stuff. But like, um, there's been like a... It's, I, I've seen it in my feet a lot lately. It's been like, yeah. oh, and you thought Karen Carpenter was good at drums too? Like, here's her playing timbales. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's pretty sick. Um, she's just awesome. And uh, when we start talking, when it's holiday season, we start talking about holiday albums, the Carpenter Christmas album. <laughs> Love it. Pop. Um, and, then, and then we're ending with... Uh, with from Ted uh, Joya, the last few weeks have been brutal for the jazz community. He says, as bad as any period I can recall, um, not every one of these people was a household name, but each individual here was part was part of the heart and soul of our community. We grieve their passing. There have just been like, 
it it has felt like every day like you like waking up on on twitter and it's like oh there's like a new it's so uh, yeah, bad. Joy Di Francesco. That was brutal. That was crazy. One of the bigger names. And oh di- 51 to um I still feel gross about like I yeah. I, and it's so weird to see it. This is part of why I hate social media, is just you see that and it's like I don't know. This it's just crazy. It just yeah. makes you kind of like short circuit, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Cool. Um uh, did you did any did you, did you see that video of um of like when Miles like basically discovered Joey DiFrancesco, it's like on a TV show. I've heard oh, about really? this, but no, I haven't seen it. Yeah, there's a cool. Uh, if I find it, I'll like um, I'll post it to the like to our social network and stuff and send it to you. But it's like okay. it's there's like it's on a TV show and this trumpet player is playing and like Miles Davis is sitting there and they're like, oh, so hey, you have a question for Miles and the trumpet player starts kind of asking a question and Miles just is like, shut up, who's 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 your organ player? <laughs> And then, like, the host just takes this, like, this poor trumpet player who is, like, a student or something, like, just, like, he's, like, okay, cool, thank you. And the trumpet player just walks off the stage. And then, then the, and then, like, the, um, then Joey DiFrancesco, like, walks over. And, like, Miles, like, hires him instantly and, like, takes him oh on tour. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. And he was in high school, right, when that happened? Yeah, he was in high school with, like, Christian McBride. I think they, yeah. I, like, oh, they, yeah. they either went together or school together or they at least were... Christian McBride is on the TV show too. It's like young baby Christian McBride. It's like, oh so, my gosh! Yeah, it's such a it's such an interesting clip. Um, I think you like. It seems like you really learned a lot about a lot of people involved. <laughs> like mostly Miles just being like, he's on this TV show, <laughs> supposed to be doing a thing, and he's just kind of like he steals a member of the band. Like he steals. <laughs> oh my like, gosh! Like someone from the band. It's like so funny, but, um, but anyways, uh. Yeah, like rough. It's been a rough uh, few weeks for the for the jazz world. So I, um, you know, but Roy Haynes is still kicking it. Roy <laughs> still doing it. Yeah, Wayne Shorter is still riding around yeah. the bridge. You never know <laughs> where he's gonna be. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ugh. Cool. Well, I think that's about it. Anything else? Um, anything else we want to add? Or I think that's. What we have this we week. Did it. Um, Amy, you want to Thanks. read this out? Yeah. Thank you for listening, everyone, and supporting 4A Music. Um, for more, follow us on Instagram at 4A Music. Subscribe to our newsletter at 4amusic.substack.com, which is kind of what we're going off of in this podcast. And check out our brand spanking new website that might be the last week i can say that at foramusic.com and buy our merch buy the merch yeah (laughs) link on our website (laughs) (laughs) alex what's the saying what's the saying for this week this week we have uh john lennon even though it says john legend on here we got (laughs) like life is what happens when you're busy making other plans wow john Amazing. legend does it again <laughs> oh my god okay, have a great week everybody we think you're super bye bye, bye. welcome to the 4a music podcast i'm charlie i'm alexandria <laughs> i'm amy <laughs> I was just saying, I psych myself up every time and I hate how I say it. Every time. I'm Amy.